Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. The NFL season is complete and we have our Super Bowl review, but it's now time for our season review. And with me today, I've got a guest, a returning guest, you well know, you may well know by now, I've got with me Freddie Harper-Davis. First of all, Freddie, how are you? Hi Andy, yeah, all good. Um, well, a bit gutted now we've got six, seven months without NFL football and uh, I tried to watch some of the... Uh, XFL last night, although trying to get a hold of it in the UK is next to impossible. Um, and the five minutes I did see was absolutely awful. So <laughs> I'm missing NFL already. Yeah, I can agree. I mean, I, I was watching it on YouTube and um, it just isn't the same. And I, I, this is why I sort of don't even watch much of college football because it is a lesser quality performances. And I just think that it is it is tough to watch. And I think also part of it is that, you know, you've grown up in NFL and you've grown up with these teams and just trying to get used to a new league and Having the time to watch these new leagues is um is quite tough. So I, I don't think I'll be watching much of XFL, if I'm honest. I don't know whether that's a general view or whether it's just me, but I think um, personally I don't think I'll be watching much of it unless something changes my opinion and I start to go, oh, actually, I want to watch it. But right now, as it stands, I don't think I'll be watching um watching it anytime soon. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to go through each division, just sort of a talking point from each division. Uh, we'll try not to make it too long. There are eight divisions to cover. Uh, the first one we're going to cover is the AFC East, which finished as the Buffalo Bills as division winners. They finished with a thirteen and three record, with the Dolphins second and nine and eight, Patriots third with an eight and nine record, and then the Jets were fourth with a seven and nine record. Um, sorry, seven and ten record. Um, now that's really where I want to start really with the Jets, is because they, for a while, were a team who were you know they were six and three at one point, maybe six and two, six and four, but they were a team that you know. Were in the playoff picture for a lot, a large part of the season, and obviously felt sort of tailed away towards the end. And the main takeaway from that was the fact that they were really struggling in a callback position. Zach Wilson was pretty awful this season. Joe Flacco came in, he didn't do much. Mike White had that one game, which I was lucky enough to be at. Uh, but part after that game, it seems to just um, sort of again all go wrong for the team and. A lot of talk of you know, Aaron Rodgers being the main talking point with Nathaniel Hackett's come in as the offensive coordinator, Derek Carr's another one, Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think, personally, the Jets are just a callback away from, from contending in the uh, not only the AFC East, but also the um, AFC? Um, yes and no. I mean, they made some great off-season acquisitions last, sum- last summer with the likes of, um, obviously, Source Gardner, who's come in and been probably the best... Um, Calling back in the league, um, but offensively, yeah, the quarterback play has been dreadful. I I can't see a situation now where Zach Wilson is at any any future of this team. Um, I mean, when you're moving him on and then playing the likes of Flacco and Mike White instead, and um, yeah, I, it is it's not going to end well. Obviously, they've had an offensive coordinator change. They did have quite a lot of injuries on the offensive line during the year as well. Um, it was just a mess, really. Um, their defense is great. This is the thing. Their defense won them some brilliant games. They beat the Green Bay Packers. Um, they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. They've they've won numerous games against good teams, and then just the end of the season, injuries and very very poor play caught up with them. And the defense wasn't quite what it was. The offense stayed atrocious, and therefore they they ended up on a losing streak. I think um, Salah is um, head coach. Great future for the Jets. Um, 
But my question for you is, as well as the Jets, as you're obviously a fan of the AFC East, did you think the division in total was a disappointment? As I think a lot of us thought that that would actually be a really big division halfway through the season. Um, I don't think it disappointed anyone as much as the AFC West did, or even the NFC West for that matter. But I, I, I do think it was... I think it, I don't think I would say disappointed because no one thought the Jets would be in contention for the playoffs, and no one really thought the Patriots would be. And obviously, the Bills were the Bills. Everyone knew they'd be, you know, they'd win the division and be in contention. But I think, you know, we we were actually very fortunate not to be one of the biggest. I remember watching a video on the weekend just gone, or two weekends ago, of the uh, top ten biggest season collapses. And I think that you know certainly if the Dolphins had not made the playoffs, they would have been certainly a contender for that top ten because it was looking for a long time. Where that was five losers, losses in a row. I do think that that was that could have really gone bad. And I think that you know, we almost beat the Bills. We should have beaten the Bills really in the playoff round. But I think that certainly we were getting, getting the same amount of wins without Flores, Wood, McDaniel, despite having Tyree Kill, Taron Armstead, Bradley Chubb, you know, all these players coming in. We still got the same record. I think, you know. It was good to make the playoffs because he had made it so long, but I do think there's a part of us who think we could have done a lot more. I mean, to improve, but the O-line still didn't help. And yeah, I think that I, I wouldn't say disappointed. I'd say it was still one of the best divisions. I think the other East division, which I'll mention later on, probably the best in my opinion uh, this season. Uh, but I certainly think that all or three of the four teams at least can go into next season with confidence. Because of course, the Jets, you mentioned the Jets, you mentioned their defence, looking at it now, um, in the top four when it came to um, points, yards allowed per game and then third in the league for passing yards allowed and about mid-table when it comes to rushing yards. So I think, yeah, I think certainly as long as they have Bill Belichick, the Patriots will be a team that will be contending for playoff spots. The Bills, as long as Josh Allen's there, you know, they'll be contending. Um, and I think the Dolphins and, and Jets, I think now you've got big Fangio's DC, I think that's a really encouraging step for us. And in the Jets, I think if they do get the likes of Rodgers or Derek Carr, I do think that's, again, a team that, you know, could easily, I think, could even win a division. I think they're, they're that good on defence. And, and you know, Sauls Gardner, Rookie of the Year on defence. Questionable decision, but Garrett Wilson on offensive offence, he got Rookie of the Year. I, I would have given it to um, Kenneth Walker or Brock Purdy myself. But either way, they, they did really well in the draft. I think that I'm not sure what their cap room is like this year, but I think that they certainly will be a team that I think will once again strengthen. And I think they're a team to certainly look out for to Dark Horse coming into um, 2023. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we're going to move on to another division. And of course, we're going from my team to your team as we go on to the AFC North, the division that finished with the Cincinnati Bengals winning it with a 12-4 record. They, of course, got all the way to the AFC Championship game, losing to the eventual champions, Chiefs. Baltimore Ravens, another injury hit season. They finished 10-7 in second. Pittsburgh Steelers once again getting win- with a winning season to Mike Tomlin. They finished nine and eight, and Cleveland Browns, who had no Deshaun Watson for half the year, finished seven and ten. And I want to get your thoughts, Feddy, on this on the Steelers season, and really how you think they can challenge for not only the division but also the um, the conference. Because you know the Bengals have improved massively. They'll be a team I think batting for the AFC um, North, especially without you know still on rookie contracts with Burrow and Chase. You know, and, and with the Ravens and when Mar Jackson have a full healthy season, you know, they'll be a team that'll be contending. And if they give them a wide wide receiver one in the off season, I think they'll be another team. And the Browns, I think they improved massively at times this season. I think that give Deshaun Watson a full off season with full reps, 
you know, no distraction about, you know, missing games or anything like that. They could even be a team that, you know, does well. And I think that um, the team that has Nick Chubb in their team, you know, is a team that will always be a, a, th- a threat on offense. So, in terms of the Steelers, of course, rookie seasons for both Kenny Pickett and uh, Pickens this year. We saw some encouragement picking down the stretch. How do you think the Steelers can eventually challenge for the division and the and the playoffs? Um, well, yeah. Well, the first thing that we did that I found disappointing was we retained our offensive coordinator. So there won't be any change in the scheme to make ourselves slightly more at- offensive because the problem with the Steelers is they're still stuck in the 1980s and think that you can win games purely on defence. We've got the number one... Um, in terms of cap spent on defense and the number 32 naturally spent on offense. So um, we're still a bit backwards in our thinking there. We don't really use analytics. There's not really a forward thinking team at all. Um, And when there's exciting offensive coordinated talent out there that we could go and pinch, we choose not to. So that was a disappointment. Um, I think the big big positive for me at the end of our season was the improvement in the offensive line, um, which it definitely looked a lot, lot better than it did a year ago. Um, well, Pickett wasn't running for his life the entire time. Um, like Ben, well, I say Ben running, but um, Ben getting sacked or having to throw the ball away after half a second. But um, that's the point. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's still lots of, there's lots of holes. Thanks to the Bears for taking Chase Claypool off our hands and giving us basically a first round pick, um, which we're very grateful for. Um, and, um, yeah, so we've got three picks now in the top two rounds. One will probably be on the tackle. One will be on a cornerback. Um, the other position could be an inside linebacker, could be a wide receiver. Um, we could go a number of places, could be a guard. There's, there's, there's at least five or six holes we have to fill. Um, but we've got Najee, Frymouth, um, Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Um, we've got Calvin Austin, who haven't played a snap. Yet, and because he was injured all of last season, but he was a rookie and he's got lots of pace, so we've got our pace guy there. There's lots of talent on this offense, um, it just needs to be utilized, and uh, at the moment, it's not being. And that's my frustration that we've kept the Muppet that's uh in charge whilst we're putting on less points a game than teams that have sacked their offensive coordinators. And do you think Lamar Jackson stays in Baltimore? Yeah, but they'll overpay him massively, and that's going to hamper their franchise, yeah. I I mean they've never really been, as far as I know, a team that does pay over over the odds. I don't know whether it's certainly in doubt. I think that certainly he's better than anyone else they can have. So I think they can look at you know they can look at trading up to get a good quarterback, or they can get quarterback free agency. I just don't think they'll get a quarterback that's that that's better than Lamar Jackson. And I think that he has his he has his faults, he has his um, limitations, which you know I think is is obvious. But at the same time. I do think his passing is better than people say, but my information is more his health and the last certainly the last year and a bit he has struggled a lot with it was keeping keeping healthy and it's whether you pay a guy the money he's presumably wanting if he's not going to stay fit and I think that will be an issue for Tua when when he get when his fifth year optional when he gets his rookie year deals done whether they'll pay him I don't think they'll pay him anywhere near what they're paying like Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Mahomes or anything like that. But yeah, I think Lamar Jackson has it is a worry for him and for the franchise if they do overpay him because you can't guarantee he's going to stay on the field. And we've seen quarterbacks in the past with that kind of style of play. How long do they last? I mean, Michael Vick was probably the exception, but his also his 
breaking league was not down to injuries or on the field stuff. But, you know, Cam Newton, he didn't last. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks who play that kind of football and they never they never last because it's they constantly get hit and their bodies just deteriorate. So, yeah, I think it's a really interesting off-season Baltimore. And I think that, you know, they're a team I tipped for winning the division, but this season's just gone. And I do think with the improvement that can be made from the Steelers and Browns and also the Bengals and Bengals, um, they could easily finish bottom of next year if they're not careful. So, yeah, really interesting division. But what that was even more interesting and probably definitely weirder, once again, was the AFC South, a division that's always been a bit bit clunky, a bit weird. But it was won by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They finished 9-8. and eight. The Titans were 7-10. and 10. The Colts were 4-12-1. and one. One of the biggest disappointments this season were the Colts and the Houston Texans were 3 13 and 1. Now, the Titans, you know, they looked like they're going to win the division at one point. They were 7 3. The Jags were, I believe, 2 and 5, 3 and 5 when they lost at Wembley against Broncos. In the end, the Jacksonville Jaguars won a division and they even made a divisional round after a comeback win against the Chargers. Whereas the Titans just completely deteriorated and that trade of AJ Brown really showed down the stretch because they really had no one to throw to and AJ Brown was doing things for the Eagles and got all the way to Super Bowl and even scored a touchdown in that game. So in terms of the Jaguars, that's really where I want to go for this division. And of course, big interest in the UK being UK, the London's team. Do you think the season just gone was a one-off or do you think that's a sign of things to come? Um, I think the Jags will definitely get better. Um, and they will now be. They won't, the Jags last season were having to overpay for players in free agency because they weren't that attractive because of the Urban Meyer season, which was awful. Now they've got a great coach in Doug Peterson. They've got a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence that finally looks like he's suited for the NFL. He was playing great at times. He is a bit inconsistent, and that Chargers playoff game summed it up. He was dreadful in the first half, amazing in the second half. But that you can see that he is clearly good enough to be at this level um, as. Most of us who watch college have, have seen all through his career. Um, so they're going to be more attractive to free agents. Um, the wide receiver class this year is rubbish, by the way, but I don't think the Jags need to worry too much about that now. They've got Christian Kirk, who we all slagged off that deal. He's actually had a very good season there in Jacksonville. So fair enough. They know something that we didn't. Um, but I think they have benefited this season big time off a, a lousy division. Um, and the Titans... If Derrick Henry's not doing anything, they're completely useless, as we've seen. Um, their defence couldn't really stop a cold. The Colts were a mess, and the Texans are the Texans. Although, I must admit, the Demeco Ryans hire at um, Houston has excited me, and I think that, particularly now they've got two first-round picks after the Sean Watson trade, they've got... Um, surprisingly, given how bad they are, it's surprising how little cap space they've got. They haven't got the sort of money that the Bears have got, but they've got a chance there to rebuild... Um, Indianapolis have obviously uh, pitched the um, defensive coordinator off of um, the Eagles as their new head coach, which thank goodness they didn't go for Jeff Saturday, but I think that was all a, a, a sideshow anyway, and they were always going to go for um, go down that route. So that's an encouraging hire. Um, their questions obviously is going to be about who their quarterback is going to be, um, but I think the division will get better this year. Um, so I think whilst the Jags improve, the others will. But if there's one team in that division that can be a, an AFC contender, then it is the Jags. So, yeah, in answer to your question, basically, in a roundabout way. Yeah, and you mentioned the Texans, their cap space. 
they've only got 30 what no 37 million dollars of cap space according to um spot track i don't know how reliable this website is but it's got the bears number one um so the texans they've still got sub but they haven't got an awful lot for a team that you know we see bears being number one overall pick you know they got such a big amount of cap space the falcons the raiders the giants are fourth which is actually amazing um so they could be a team to watch out for but um yeah with the texans of course we're speaking this podcast before the draft and there could be trades so at, at the stands they are the number two overall pick and as it stands the bears are number one now i don't see despite media speculation i don't see the Bears taking a quarterback i think it will be either um jalen carter or will anderson at that number one overall pick but of course the texans you would assume with that number number two overall pick will take a quarterback. Now the main two are Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I personally would pick Stroud. Um, so I think he 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 appears to me more NFL ready. But if you were if you watch college football a lot more than I do, so you're a better person than myself to say on this. Who would you take a quarterback for the Texans? Would it be Stroud or would it be Bryce Young or would you go a different route? Um, well, firstly, and um, this is the important thing. The, the Bears are in a good position here because there is one team that's sitting at fourth overall pick that could well um, leapfrog the uh, Texans and go all in for that first. And that's the aforementioned Colts. Um, because, as I say, they're desperate for a quarterback as well. Um, I think you're right. I think it's between those two. Um, but um, there's also Anthony Richardson at, at um, down in Florida. Um, you've also got Will Levis, who I think is... It, He's a bit boom or bust. For me, he's a complete bust. I I, I don't understand the hype around him whatsoever, but he has got a big arm. Um, his accuracy is not great, but he has been compared to Josh Allen, who also wasn't great at um, Wyoming and then came into the NFL. Didn't look great, had a good coach, developed, and is the player we, we see today. Um, but yeah, for me, CJ Stroud's the, the best quarterback in, in this draft. I, I don't think this draft class is quite as exciting as people make it out to be. It's just a lot better than last year, which had what one one half decent quarterback, as far as we know. Kenny Pickett's looking all right. Um, we might see others um, that are playing in the second year, like Sam Howell and uh, um, Washington, etc. And we'll cover those in a minute. But this class this year is a bit better. But I I don't think it's the the world beating quarterback class that some might claim. Mm, yeah. Um, looking back, looking back actually at the 2020 draft class and just how good that is. You look at the quarterback room, Trevor Lawrence, sorry, not Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert both have gone on to be great quarterbacks. The wide receiver room, especially though, you've got Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and St. Brown in the same class. I mean, that is there was a fourth one, I can't think, I can't remember who it is now, but um, but yeah, it's certainly that class has proved out to be as it stands right now. Uh, one of the best we've had in recent years, probably the best I've seen since 2014. You could argue the one I had. Odell Beckham and the like. Um, Higgins, Higgins was that draft as well, wasn't he? I was he, um, let's pull up. I'm get it up so I think now. Chase was Chase was twenty one. Higgins was twenty. Um, trying to think who else went. Twenty twenty NFL draft. I mean, obviously, two was there as well, but his future in the NFL is far from certain. But yeah, you had obviously Chase, Chase Young, Andrew Thomas as well in the, in the top ten. Um, Justin Jefferson. Wilson. Obviously, you had um, Henry Ruggs was taken. Um, obviously, we all know what happened there. Um, oh, no, I'm thinking 2021, not 2020. Apologies, I'm getting the wrong draft up here. 
Twenty one was um, the Lawrence Wilson, um, yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's that's what I've got. Yeah, so you've got yeah, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Patrick Satane, Devonta Smith, Penny Sewell, Micah Parsons was taken there, Sean Slater, Justin Fields. That's had an he's definitely in a chat now after what a good second half. Jalen Phillips, um, Kadarius Tony, uh, who obviously didn't last there long. G Harris, Travi Etienne. Um, and I think that's just a first run alone. I mean, it's um, Javon Holland was taken second round. I think that that class, I'm what I'm thinking of, that's a brilliant class. I think that'll be certainly looked at in the future. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think this year certainly isn't exciting. I mean, I'm certainly excited to see how Anthony Richardson, where he goes, because, you know, I'm in, in inverted commas a Gators fan in college. I don't watch their games enough, but I always like to see how they do. And I always try and watch the highlights. And for my, what's it, four years, three years following college football and how the Gators get on, he's the one player I've found that I've really got behind. Uh, I think Carl Pitts was one as well, but I think Anthony Richardson, that one play he made where he looked like he'd been tackled and he found the way to get out of it and throws that touchdown in the end zone. I think he's a player I think certainly looks, and not the finished product, but um, I think he's a guy that will really excite people. And I think he certainly won, especially for fancy football reasons, with his rushing ability. I think he's certainly a guy to look out for. Um, from what I'm hearing, some people putting him as high as top 10. From what I'm hearing as well, he should be nowhere near the top 10. I don't know what you think, Freddie, but um, I think that it sounds like he's going to be a guy that's going to be a potential almost a boom or bust kind of college player. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And I think, as I say, the guy from um, Kentucky Levis as well, he's another one that um, somebody will take a punt on early in the first round and he'll either smash it or be absolutely awful. So they're the two boom or busts. Um, and yeah, the first two, I, I don't know about Bryce Young. Um, he was great in the first year as as the starter, but um, last season I wasn't utterly convinced watching Many I I support LSU in the sex, so um I see a lot of um, Alabama, and I, I'm not utterly convinced in in what I've seen with Bryce Young, um but somebody's going to take a punt on him early on. It will be one of the Colts or Texans, I suspect. This Bears trade off season nonsense is annoying because uh, they're not trading Justin Fields. Let's uh, oh, just the chase now. It's, happen, it's so. just absolutely balmy. I mean, he's the best quarterback. They could potentially have really in their history. <laughs> in their history, you look at their, yeah. their bad quarterback play. You know, um, Jim McMahon wasn't great, really, and Jay Cutler maybe their best ever, and he he wasn't exactly an NFL great. So yeah, I think it'd be absolutely daft, especially with I I personally would trade down with the Colts if I was them. Get to fourth, you can still pick a great edge rusher like Will Anderson or get someone like Jalen Carter, um, and then get something else, some other draft capital as a result. And I think with their cap room, I think they could even look at using for agency as well. So I think the Bears would be stupid to get rid of Justin Fields when he's been their brightest spark at quarterback in years. I agree. I agree with Bryce Young. I mean, I, albeit small sample size, I watched some YouTube tape. Um, I had that this week with a mock draft with five yard rush. And looking at his tape, it reminds me a bit of Johnny Manziel and to the, a lot of the great plays you see in this college tape. He is escaping pressure and that is in college. And I do think that that doesn't always work in the NFL. If you're almost not getting lucky, but I think you're certainly escaping a lot of pressure and just about getting out of it. I think there's a big step between that and college, whereas I'm seeing CJ Stroud, albeit with great protection, making these great throws and looking really calm and poised in the pocket. So I do think that that's why I pick Stroud. And I think if he goes to the Colts more than the Texans, 
I think that's a much better fit because if you've got Quentin Nelson ahead of uh, in front of you protecting you, uh, I think that's a big, big step. And I think that if you put, that's why I think Bryce Young is more likely to go to the Texans. And I think TJ Stroud will go to the Colts. But I think the Colts, I think they're not the team that's not afraid to go in on on a, on a quarterback. So I think they they could easily trade up and and go and get and go and get Stroud. Um, final division featuring the Super Bowl champions and the Chiefs, the AFC West. As the Chiefs won it with a 14-3 record, the Chargers were second with 10-7, the Vegas Raiders third with 6-11, and, and then the Broncos were fourth with 5-12. and 12. I mean, this division was seen as the division. Everyone was talking about it. You know, the big Russell Wilson trade, Devontae Adams, JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, and, you know, the loss of Tyree Kill. You know, that was a big talking point going into the season, and the Chiefs looked as good, if not better, without him. And, the, you know, the Chargers... They were still okay, but I think they were, I think they were one of the worst teams this season in the playoffs. They had a massive collapse against the Jaguars, and then the Raiders and Broncos really did it disappointed in the in the NFL. So, in terms of this, of course, the Chiefs have won their seventh, I believe, AFC West title in a row. Um, is there any way these teams can can challenge the Chiefs, or do you think it's the Chiefs' world that we're living in right now? Um, well, I think the fact that, I mean, not even just from a, from a purely, um, AFC, AFC West perspective, from an AFC perspective, they've hosted the last five AFC championships. That, 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 that to me, and there's been questions about this for the last week about whether the Chiefs are a dynasty or not. The last five years, they've won two Super Bowls. They've made three Super Bowls and they've, um, Got five straight home AFC championships. That for me is a dynasty, and that's in that's in Patrick Mahomes' first five years. He hasn't had a single away playoff game, which is insane, really. Um, and the Chiefs, yeah, they've lost Eric Bieniemy to the Washington Commanders. I'm sure we'll cover that in a minute. Um, they're probably going to bring in um, Matt. It looks like Matt Nagy's going to go into there as the offensive coordinator, which makes sense. Um, as he has done good things there in the past. Um, so, yeah, the Chiefs train keeps rolling, and it looks like they can plug anyone they like at wide receiver. Who the hell gave them Kadarius Tony? That was... Uh, Giants made a complete <laughs> cock-up on that because uh, giving them giving them Tony is a cheat code. I mean, even Juju played all right, um, although he's talking enough smack to, uh, to warrant <laughs> that. <laughs> if you've seen the Twitter chain, that was yeah. great entertainment on, uh, I think it was Monday night. Um, so that that made me laugh. Um, and yeah, the the Chiefs keep rolling. It it did help that the Broncos and the Raiders in particular had shambolic seasons. I, I don't know how Sean Payton's going to do with Russell Wilson. Um, but the thing about the Broncos, as we mentioned with the Jets, they have a great defense, and um, that's one thing that can keep them in stride. I mean, how many games? I th- I think you must have. I don't know if you watched the Thursday night football game between the Broncos and the Colts. Which oh, I, I was there. I was the there. Worst game I've ever oh, seen. That was literally um, the worst game I went to by a mile. I mean, obviously, everyone knows I went to a lot of games, and that was the only game I went to overtime as well. It was the worst game by a mile, and it's the only game I've been to where I've actually not wanted overtime. Everyone in the stadium wanted that game to end. It was truly awful. I mean, the Bears Commanders wasn't great the next week, but that game was, was awful, and, you know, no one really. No one, no one really won that game. If you think about it, both teams just absolutely just dunk out the joint. Not only in that game, but also just the season as a whole. Yeah, they did, and 
we don't nobody really expected it, particularly as the Broncos have got good receivers. Um, they've got a good running back who sadly got injured early on, which didn't help. Um, they've, they've got good weapons. They've got a good team. It, it just, yeah, I, I couldn't work out what happened. Nathaniel Hackett looked like a rabbit in headlights. Um, just nowhere near ready for, for a job quite of that size. I don't think Russell Wilson's ego helps Hackett at all. You kind of need an experienced head to go in there and tell him what's what. And that's exactly what Sean Payton's going to be. So, um, yeah, turn around there. I'm not going to bother talking about the Raiders because they're the Raiders. So uh, we'll say all these things that they could do in the off season, and then they'll pick a fifth round talent in the first round. So, um, yeah, I'm not even going to touch the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably pick a first round talent in the second. But, um, they're a weird draft team. Um, yeah, on, on the Broncos, they've obviously they've hired Sean Payton, who, of course, revived Drew Brees' career in the Saints and won the Saints set. As it stands, I only have a Super Bowl title, and I think that'll be the case for some time. Um, uh, we saw Russell Wilson, he struggled a lot this year, even last year under Pete Cowell. But I, I've got to say, the last two games he played without Hackett, he looked much better, and the offense looked much better. And I think that you bring Sean Payton in, who really, he everyone forgets in his last year at the Saints, made James Winston look all right. He actually made James Winston look like a good quarterback. And I think that this is why I think Broncos are a team that I think can improve, and I think they're a team that. I think they can make the playoffs next year. I really do because that talent's still there. They got the offensive weapons and course, Javante Williams, get him back, as you said before, you know, and that defense is brilliant. So I think that even though they, they obviously their first round pick isn't going to be there because of the of the trade, I do think that Peyton's going to turn this team around. I do think he's going to make Russell Wilson look the quarterback that we all saw in Seattle. So so yeah, I, I think the Broncos are a team to certainly watch out for when it comes to the AFC. But we are going to head to a break. Uh, and then we're going to go on to the NFC. And in this break, we're going to tell you what other Eurotrip podcast you can look forward to this week on the network. The European One is back on the Eurotrips podcast as we look back at all the goings on in the Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League over the last seven days. From Potter's Chelsea struggles to whether Napoli can win the big one. Find this and many more podcasts on the Eurotrip podcast. Find this on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and stay tuned for F1 Unboxing Podcast, hosted by Ryan. And welcome back to the podcast. We're now going to head on to the NFC, and the first division, we've mentioned it before, for me was the best division this year, the NFC East, the only division which had three playoff teams, as the Eagles, Cowboys and Giants all made the playoffs with the Washington Commanders, just narrowly missing out the Eagles 14-3 and and NFC champions, the Cowboys 12-5, and the Giants 9-7-1, and after a tie with Washington, he finished 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Now, in terms of this division, um, we obviously we saw the Eagles absolutely fly the NFC. They were one of the best. That I, th- I thought they were going to win the whole thing. I was convinced they were going to win the entire Super Bowl. They were that good. But in terms of the NFC East, um, now we saw a much improved performance from Jalen Hurts and the trade of AJ Brown. Do you... Think so. Firstly, what were your views on this improvement from Jane Hurts, and do you see it being a long term, a long term thing from Hurts, or could he be the next one season wonder? I think there's some issues in Philadelphia. Um, a heck of a lot of their defensive players are out of contracts this off season. They've lost both coordinators, one to Arizona, one to Indianapolis. So there's a lot of change in Philadelphia this off season, and as we often see in the NFC East. In fact, we always see in the NFC East. The team that wins it one year doesn't tend to win it the next. It always seems to be somebody different. 
Um, I can't even remember the last time back-to-back um, NFC East champions well, happened. It was a long, long time ago. Um, and all that change is going to be interesting to see whether they can keep it going. However, that offence, most of them are still under contract. Jalen Hurts is obviously still on his rookie contract. Um, and they've still got Devonta Smith. They've got AJ Brown, um, Miles Sanders. Um, you've got um, Dallas, the tight end, playing for Philadelphia, which still makes me smile. Um, <laughs> they've got plenty of options on that offense that just makes that talented is the defense that worries me. I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts. He's come on leaps and bounds, playing great football. And I fully expect that to continue. Um, my my question marks are on the um, the Dallas Cowboys now that um, they've decided to let Kellen Moore go to the Chargers, and um, they put a placer in there. But basically, it's um, Mike McCarthy's offense now, and um, I think it was it Brian Schottenheimer was the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. <laughs> um, but it sounds like it's McCarthy's offense now, and uh, all I can say is good luck with that, um, Cowboys. The good thing though. They've kept Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator, and that will definitely keep them in games because their defense is fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, the other two teams, eh, Washington, poor, 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 poor results all season. Obviously, we've got to talk about Eric Bieniemy going mm. to Washington as their new offensive coordinator. Goodness knows what he sees there in uh, terms of uh, how he can make them at least semi-competitive, but. If you want to go to a place to prove yourself, that is that's a task. I mean, good luck if you can turn Washington around. Then um, in that division, fair play. But I, I think that's a that's a brave move. Yeah, I mean, looking at the list of winners, the last one was 2004. The last time a team retained the NFC East, that was the Eagles. Uh, they actually won four in a row from 2001 to 2004. They won the division title every year. And they made the NFC Championship every year, actually, looking at this now. And they obviously made Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots in their early part of their dynasty. But yeah, I think Eric Bieniemy is interesting because, you know, he's got a chance now to prove himself to actually be the offensive coordinator. And I think that it's like a little bit of maybe it's like um, Ron Rivera's time is already up. And I think maybe they're getting him in just to, as a year just to um, almost send that message to Ron Rivera that if he doesn't back his ideas up, Here's a guy that can come in and be the head coach. So I think it's really interesting what's going to happen there. Ron Rivera was talking of him getting fired last year. Then he had a great run, seemed to keep his job. But you know, the fact he didn't realise that they could have been knocked out of the playoffs that day is a worry to me. And I think that that was certainly maybe a worry to them. And you know, with their quarterback situation right now, I mean, somehow appears to be the guy they're going to go with. But it's no guarantee he's going to be successful, I think. And even the enemy, you know, is it going to be a guy like Adam Gase that was... um carried by a great quarterback, or is it going to be a guy that actually turns out to be a pretty good um, head coach or coordinator? So, yeah, I think it's really fascinating now what's going on. I think the Giants as well, they had a great year, was made the playoffs, made the divisional round after beating the Vikings, and they're a team for me that is a team that's going the right way, and the Brian Dayball, and I think that if they can retain Saquon and Daniel Jones, I, I would I would pay Daniel Jones the money, um, and if they can get just one elite wide out for him, I think we can easily see a you know a season like Josh Allen or Jane Hurts where the same goes to Justin Fields actually as well. Uh, give him a weapon, an elite weapon in the receive position, and I think that you know I think we can see we can see a massive uh, even more rise in Daniel Jones. And I think this is the team that I think we mentioned a division not having a 
consecutive win and back-to-back years for, for a while. You know, the Eagles have lost coordinators. You know, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey are getting a year older. Talk of Kelsey retiring, same as Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. I, I thought it'd been it'd, it'd been a lot for them to retire if they if they won the game against the Chiefs. Um, so I think with a lot of players potentially retiring or getting older, um, I think that's not a certainty. I didn't rate Kellen Moore, but I don't really think that the answer is Brian Schottenheimer uh, or even having Mike McCarthy as calling the plays. So I think the division's there up for grabs, and I think that um, certainly it's a division that is one we're looking out for. Um, while talking about divisions that are up for grabs, the NFC South is what I want to go into next because the it was a, by far the worst division. I think both South divisions were simply awful. Um, Tom Brady, of course, has retired, um, and it seems official now that he's retiring. So simple question I want to ask you for this division, because frankly, the division does really warrant much talking about um, who wins the next year? Who's your early favourite to win the uh, NFC South come the twenty twenty three season? Well, the two teams that have been dominating it for the last sort of four or five years are the Bucks and the Saints, and I'm ruling them out instantly because the Saints are a team that are in cap hell, and I mean they've been doing this every year, mm. but this year they really they could cut everybody and they're still over they're still over <laughs> the cap, so they really are in a complete mess. Um, so I'm ruling them out instantly, and um, this has got to be the year now that they completely cut all their losses, rebuild and actually have some cap space going forward that they can go again. So I'm ruling them out. The Bucks, they are an absolute shambles. And I mean a shambles. And that you can't put all the blame on Tom Brady. Um, the defense wasn't as progressed big time. Their offense was a joke. Um, so I'm not really worried about the Bucks. So that leaves the Panthers and the Falcons. The Panthers, Frank Reich's the new head coach. Um Again, another team. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. This, there's so many of them. Bucks are the same. Probably the Saints as well. So that's three in this division. I think the Falcons will probably go with Desmond Ridder because um, he at least showed some life at the end of the season when he replaced Marcus Mariota. I quite like what the Falcons are doing. Um, I love Drake London. And obviously they've got um, Carl Pitts as well. So they've, they've, they've got some options on their offense. They need the defense isn't good enough. That 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 is the focus for the Falcons this offseason. But I think they're probably the most likely to be competitive. If I had to choose a team in that division, I would probably go with Atlanta, Carolina, and then the other two somewhere rotting away down the bottom. That is interesting. That's interesting because I think it all depends what happens with the quarterback in Tampa Bay. I think if they go out and get someone like a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo or or um, a quarterback that's at least uh, serviceable, I think you've still got Mike Evans, you've still got Chris Godwin, you've still got Leonard Fournette, you've still got you know all these players. Um, I think they're a team to look out for. But then again, you mentioned the cap hell. The funny the actual four worst teams in cap space are all South Division teams. So the worst two are the Bucks and the Saints. I think the Saints are going to be. I think could be the worst team in the division this year. Um, because I don't think Dennis Allen has proved me anything that he's a good head coach coming forward. The Buccaneers got the worst. So the Buccaneers have minus $55 million. Saints have minus 52 million. And then the Jags and the Titans are the next two with minus 32 and minus 23 respectively. So I think it's the Panthers. But I think Rank Reich is a better coach than people make out. I think he did well. Obviously, he should have made the playoffs with the Colts certainly two seasons ago, but I think that he can certainly fix the Panthers. And their defense is pretty good. Um, I think there's their struggle with yeah. their issue with the offense. I think if they can get someone like Anthony Richardson, like a lot of mock drafts are saying, or they go out and get someone, I mentioned his name again, Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, 
Um, I think that I think they're a team that you know are a good team. I think you got you know um, DJ Moore there. You've got um, Chuba Hubbard and you know um, Don't is it Don't Foreman as well. So they, I think if there's something there with the Panthers, and I think that you know. I think they can just get a few players, whether it's free agency, whether it's a draft. Looking at their cap space, where are they in the cap? So they are twenty seconds so there. Oh, they're still minus nine million dollars. Um, only only eighteen teams have got. Only seventeen teams have got less when it comes to cap space. So this division for me is going to be another one. I think will be another one that stinks out the joint this year. Um, but I my pick will be the Panthers. Um, NFC North is really one I'm really interested in because. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the division was won by the Vikings. They were thirteen and four. Lions were second with nine and eight. Packers were third and eight and nine, and the Bears were fourth with three and fourteen. And they obviously have the aforementioned first overall pick. Um, now, first of all, we have to talk about the Packers' struggles last year because no one had them having the season they had. You know, Rogers was a back-to-back MVP. They lost Adams, and that really maybe we people should look at more, but. People, most people were still picking the Packers to win the division. Um, so what went wrong for the Packers this season for you, Freddie? Um, I don't know. They sort of focused so much because the season before, the, their biggest issue was special teams, which was an absolute disaster. Mm. So they went out, got Rich Bazaccia in from the Raiders. The special teams has improved massively. But once that's happened, they've sort of forgotten about the two main parts of your team, which is your offense and your defense, which both regressed pretty badly um I I, I, I I can't really explain what happened it's just I, I don't know if Rogers lost interest or it just took so long by the time that they'd actually gelled some of these young wide receivers in um it just it just took too long to get going I mean the defeat in London against the Giants I think set the tone for their mm-hmm. season because after that they went on a run losing to pretty much anyone and everyone I actually think the Packers may even finish bottom of the division next season. Because if, you look at, if you look at who's who's there, you've got the Vikings who have a fantastic offense, terrible, terrible defense. I mean, truly honking. The, the Kirk Cousins, I don't know why he's getting a load of stick for the mm. playoff game. It was not his fault. He played very well. Um, the problem was the defense. They've gone and got in Brian Flores. That team instantly is going to be better on defense. I hope they can remain the same on offense. Um, and they've still got Justin Jefferson, they've still got Dalvin Cook, they're still going to be very good. Um, TJ Hawkinson as well, a guy I absolutely love at tight end. So they're going to be a team, I think, win the division again, um, purely because they've got so many weapons, and Brian Flores, and they will focus on defense this year, and that will be a much better team. Um, the Bears, they've got to keep Justin Fields, um, actually get him some help would be a start so some guys they've they've got so many picks again they can trade down that first overall pick and they can get an absolute haul they've got the most cap space by a mile in the league so they can go out and get the top three agents so they're a team that again can completely rebuild and look a threat and they're gonna i think they're not gonna move on from justin fields because he's a good quarterback you can give him a load of weapons and i think they'll be a threat the Lions, they've kept Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator. They have um, Jared Goff. Why would you replace him? He's playing really good football at the moment. Um, credit to him. Credit to Dan Campbell. Again, their focus will be on defense this offseason as well, I suspect. Um, they've got a two-headed pronged running back attack with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. 
Um, they've got wide receiver for days. We haven't even seen Jameson Williams much yet. And he, for me, is probably the best wide receiver in the draft class last year. I can't wait to watch him. Um, so there again, I, the Lions are a team on an upward trajectory. So are the Bears. I think the Vikings are not going to slip away. That leaves the Packers. What happens to Aaron Rodgers? We all think he's going to move on now. So that's going to be Jordan Love's team. Um, have they got many brilliant other players on their team that you can name? There's a, one or two. Um, I mean, Bakhtiari's always injured. Um, if, if, and then you, yeah, there's a couple of others. Um, but yeah, you're really struggling to see how the Packers are going to suddenly ascend to the top of the NFC again. So, um, yeah, my bold prediction is I think the Packers are fourth in the NFC North next year. That is fascinating. That is really... Because I think the Packers... I did an article, actually, it's coming out at some point today. Um, it's called Why the Packers Must Move On From Aaron Rodgers. I think it's time. I think all good things must come to an end. I think that it's clearly not happening. From this Last year was terrible. I mean, I remember watching them this year, and it, it was pretty bad. Um, but I just think that sometimes, you know, at some point you've got to see what Jordan has to offer. I mean... I'm, I'm sure when you know they've had that seamless transition from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, not guaranteed to happen again. But you've got to at some point. You know, drafted him in 20. That's three drafts ago now. They have to at some point see they got. And I think the one game we saw him play more than more than a handful of snaps against, I believe it was the um, Eagles. Um, Eagles. Yeah, yeah, he looked comfortable. He didn't throw an interception. He had over 100 yards, one touchdown. He looked comfortable in the system. And I think that we saw Christian Watson. You saw him come to life second half of the season and, and they almost made the playoffs in a great run of form. So I think that this I think this division could generally have all four teams make the playoffs. I, I don't think it'll happen because that's the NFL. That's, that's how things happen. I think one team will probably lose games in, in division games. But you know, I think the Vi the Packers are a team, I think, certainly whether it's Le Rogers or Lev, I think they're a team that can still challenge. I think the Bears, you mentioned it there, cat room, I think might be a year too early, but we said that about the Bengals and the Jags and look what they did in respective seasons. And then the Lions, for me, I think if they can focus on defense, they've got about $15 million of cap space. I think if they can go out and get one stud on defense with 15 minutes, I think that's you know that's the way all just go down the draft because, of course, they've got two draft picks via the um, Stafford and Goff trace and the Rams' terrible season. They've also got a top five draft pick as well as their own draft pick. So I think the Lions and then the Vikings, for me, I think they are a team to really look out for next season because you know, I spoke on on this podcast many times before about my love for Brian Flores. I think you put him on as, as a DC. I think it's a massive, it's a massive hire, and I think if they can go out, he's made certain defensive players on Miami who pretty average look really good. And I think that if you can do that, the same as the Vikings, will get him some um, some help and get some players from free agency or the draft. I think this team is a team to really look out for because if they improve that defense and the offense stays the same. They're a really good team, and I think they're a team to certainly look out for as a dark horse when it comes to the um comes to the division. Um, funny you mentioned London actually. This is why we love the NFL. So the teams, the games in London last year were the Saints, the Vikings, the Jags, and the Broncos, the Packers, and the Giants. If you told me to start the season out, the Packers and the Broncos would not make the playoffs, and the Jags and the Giants would. And I think you'd have been you'd, you'd have laughed your head off. So I think that is why that is why we love the NFL. And I think that th this year actually was probably I don't know where, I don't know whether you went to the games this year, Freddie, but for me that was the the best series of London games I can think of. You had the double doink in the um, Viking Saints, 
You had the Packers Giants, the shock, and that game went down to the end as well. And then the, the Broncos Jags was still a semi okay game. So, and obviously the Germany game was good as well. So for me, I think that was the best international series you've ever had. Um, I don't know. It was it was all right. As you said, the Broncos Jags game was pretty awful, to be honest. It it wasn't brilliant. Uh, but that was the Denver Broncos effect all season. I think I didn't see a single game of them involved that I thought was actually entertaining. Um, yeah, the other two, Vikings Saints was by far the pick of the games. I don't think Giants Packers was all that special. It was just a shock factor of the Packers losing. But I think in terms of individual games, I think Vikings Saints for me is one of the the, the better games I've seen in uh, in London. And uh, yeah, it was not bad. And I mean, even this year, we've got the prospect of, we get the Jags at home every season now. And looking at the Jags, thank good, finally, after all these years of watching Blake Bortles and uh, Gardner <laughs> Minshew and whoever else has been the Jags yeah. quarterback, we finally get Trevor Lawrence, lots of exciting players, a team on the up with a great coach, fantastic, at home every single season. Fantastic. Um, we're looking forward to that. We've also got Buffalo and Josh Allen coming here. We've got Tennessee, Derek Henry, lots of things to look forward to. We might get some even some big time opponents as well. Probably mm. not. This is the NFL. Um, they tend to send us the uh, the draft, but yeah, three decent home games. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm just gonna get the bill schedule up. I want to shout out a friend of the show, Jay Lawrence from Absolute Radio. He does TikTok in the NFL and he uh, made a sort of videos about who each team could play. And the Bills one is interesting because um, the teams they played a lot of them have played recently abroad. So looking at their, they they got the Broncos at home they played last year, the Raiders at home they played in 2020, the Giants played this year who they played, the Buccaneers played in 2019, the Jags they've got at home which obviously that won't be a game, the Jets only played two years ago and the Patriots they're playing in Germany and then their road game and obviously the Dolphins at home as well they only played two years ago, road game uh, sorry and obviously they're the home. They're the home team, so that's the teams they could play. So the one team we haven't mentioned that hasn't played in London for a while, which I think could actually be a proposition, the Dallas Cowboys. We, I think we could get the Bills Cowboys, and that for me would be a game that would sell out. It'd be by far the hardest to get if you got Josh Allen against the Cowboys. I mean, that is a game that would really sell out. And I, really- I, I just, I just cannot, I cannot see the um, NFL looking at that game and saying, right, we're going to take that abroad. I just, I cannot see it. I think. Yeah. Realistically, I think it might be the Jets again. Yeah, if I had, to, I mean, had to pick of the teams. I think it might well be the Jets because I just, I just do not see them. That is a that's a prime time NFL game. The Bills, the Cowboys going to Buffalo. I, I, I cannot see that being moved. But yeah, it, I, I, I things Yeah, yeah. I mean, could could, could it be the Dolphins with their London and with their London support? You know, the British interest in Dolphins. Hopefully that is the case, but again, you don't put division. That's very hard to put division game of that magnitude. And also, I'm hoping to put the go to the Bills Dolphins in Buffalo. So hoping that is that isn't the case this season. Looking at the Titans, or they're the second team that got announced. I mean, personally, I've spoken on this podcast loads of times how much I love Derrick Henry. So I'll be going to that game no matter what. I'll play over the odds. I'll, I've luckily I've seen him play a few times, but I'm got to see him in London. So um, for me, that is a must for me. But their home games sees them play the Houston Texans, the Colts, the Jags, or that would be the case, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Falcons, the Panthers, and that is, and the Chargers and the Seahawks. So out of those games for you, Freddie, who are you um, picking as a team that they could face in London? 
Bring on one of the AFC North teams. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the Ravens or the Bengals over here. Tire them out and batter them, please. That's <laughs> I'd I'd more than happily go and watch. If if one of them comes over, I'll definitely come and watch as a big Titans fan. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I I think Ravens is a possibility. So yeah, uh, I agree with you there. I think the Bengals could be one because they might try and get Joe Burrow, but I think they're more likely to do that next year and get him as a home team. So I think the Ravens is is the one for me. And then looking finally at the Jags, I'm going to get their schedule up. Um, for me, yeah, that's um, I think they're a, I think for me a big one. I think could be the Colts. I think they haven't played in London in some time. Um, looking at the other games they could play at home, the Texans, who of course they played recently in the same fixture, uh, Titans. Also, that would be the case. The Ravens again could be a team that could play them. The Bengals, the Falcons. And the Panthers. So out of those teams, Freddie, or and the Chiefs, but they're not going to play internationally. Uh, out of those games, Freddie, um, who do you see as a team that the Jacks might face? Um, probably one of the NFC South teams. <laughs> I know they've only been over. Re- both Falcons and Panthers have been over recently, but it they're the they're the trashy teams. So I suspect one of them will probably come over. Yeah, I, I think it'll be the Colts and you know, part of the football podcast, Naeem. The Colts fan, um, he's dying for the Colts to come over. So yeah, for hopefully, you know, we, that game will happen. I can go with him, and he can watch his team play for the first time. So, um, yeah, that should be an interesting series. And I'm hoping this but year to go to the game. It's been ten years since the Steelers came over, and once again, we can't play in London. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we've. I think there's only one or two teams now that have had a longer wait away from London than us so uh, okay patiently waiting but it's not going to be this year and sadly it's the AFC have got the nine home games so we've probably got to wait at least another two years for any possibility that is a shame because the Steelers are a team I think uh, a team obviously their team joint most Super Bowls their team in richest history you know um, their team that you know has I think one of the best jerseys in the NFL I'm surprised there's not more of a demand for the Steelers. I mean, it's been a lot of time since they've been to London and there was a team that I believe is well-followed in the UK. I'm not quite sure. You'll know more than me, Freddie, but um, um, I'm surprised. Considering how, yeah, as I say, steeped in history they are, they're not really. Sort of, sort of probably maybe just on the fringes of the top 10 most supported, but nothing quite like the Dolphins, Jags, Patriots, um, Seahawks. Chiefs, etc., etc. No, no, they're just not quite at that level. So. Yeah, I do think one year the NFL has to one year have Bears against Dolphins of the game because that I think they are the two most followed teams in the UK. I think you have the 49ers as well in that mix. But I think I love one year if they had a game the two most two most followed teams in the UK because that would be. I think the Seahawks are to be honest because when they played the Raiders here in London, oh that game was that terrible. Was just, I, I was there that for was. That. Seahawks fans were just everywhere. That was yeah, fair play to them because um, incredibly well supported. And uh, I've timed this well because it moves on nicely to our next division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's move on to the NFC West. Of course, that was won by the 49ers, a 13 and four record. They made it all the way to the NFC Championship game. And if they had, they obviously had a lot of injuries in that game, and that really cost them. So they could have made the Super Bowl really. Um, second was the Seahawks made the playoffs with a nine and eight record despite losing Russell Wilson. The Cardinals were bottom with four and thirteen. But our talking point for this division is the five and twelve team that came third, the defending champions of the Super Bowl, the LA Rams. I mean, just what went wrong with the Rams? I mean, that for me is by far, certainly in my lifetime, they're saying ever as well, 
the worst ever defense of a Super Bowl championship that I've ever seen. It was truly awful. Injuries played a part, I get that, but how bad was that Rams season? Um, yeah, pretty grim. I mean, from day one against the Bills all the way through, it just it, it started badly and just rotted away. Um, and yeah, as you say, injuries did play a big part. We lost Matthew Stafford. We lost Aaron Donald. Um, we lost... I could keep going. The Rams' list of injuries just went mental. They lost all their key players in sort of a three-week period. And by that point, you're just kind of like, okay, this is done. Um, but the Rams did win the Super Bowl year before, so they're not going to really care less that they've had a, a bad season this year. Obviously, they haven't got their first-round pick because they traded it for Matthew Stafford um, to win that Super Bowl. So, yeah, those screw-them picks that um, their GM goes on about every year. They probably could do with one or two because they've got an aging team. They probably need to press the refresh button. I can't really see the Rams being all that competitive this year, even with all their guys back. Because, as I say, the likes of Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, um, Matthew Stafford, they're not getting any younger. Um, and their core is just starting to age a little bit. So um, McVeigh's staying on. So they're still... Whilst Sean McVeigh, whilst Matthew Stafford, whilst Aaron Donald are all still there, you still think that the Rams can be somewhat competitive they've all got to stay healthy um but yeah it was just just a bad season and um i i I think it was to be almost expected a bit because as i say they went all in for that one year they put their hearts and souls into it and the next season they were sort of a bit half-hearted almost to an extent and got ribbed it did help that the um seahawks had a far far better season than we all expected um who thought Geno Smith would come in and do <laughs> yeah. what he did? I don't Amazing. think he did. They, as I've said to you on this podcast hundreds of times, Charles Cross, the um, mm. the tackle was one of my favourite, probably my favourite draft pick of the entire draft last year. Um, Tariq Woolen was a great pick as well, a cornerback for Seahawks. Um, and they've still got Metcalf, they've still got Lockett, um, they've got another guy I absolutely love that I've picked in drafts all the time. Uh, running back in Kenneth Walker. This team is great. I love Seattle. Um, I really do think that I want to apologise to Pete Carroll because I thought his time was up, but mm-hmm. clearly he's still a great coach because he can get the best out of a team that we all thought was going to win like three or four games. Um, and obviously they've got from the Russell Wilson trade and thanks to the Broncos being rubbish, they've got another top first round pick. So yeah, I mean, Seahawks are a team on the up. Cardinals... Uh, Goodness knows. I I mean, I think I said to you on here as well about how uh, Cliff Kingsbury should never have been given that extension. I don't know what they were thinking. Horrific hire. Um, Kyler Murray regressed quite significantly and just didn't look himself. And then he got hurt. Um, They didn't. They made that trade for Hollywood Brown, which I thought was a really good trade. But we didn't see him and Hopkins really play together because Hopkins was obviously suspended. He then came back and then Brown got injured. So we didn't really see that either. Um, and I'm not all that convinced about their coaching hire because of the Eagles coordinators. I think the offensive coordinator, I'm not sure. Oh, their defensive coordinator, sorry. I think he's not quite as good as, I think Eagles defense had its moments. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know about the Cardinals. I think they're still a mess. Um, not worried about them. And then obviously there's the 49ers who, 
seem to lose coordinators every single season. They lose Demeco Ryan's, they lose Mike McDaniel, they lose Salah. I could I could list about ten. Um, but every year they seem to have great teams. Um, mm. They've built a fantastic roster. They've got a fantastic GM. Shanahan is obviously a top coach. They've got a quarterback issue that, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go. They could go mm. um, Brock Purdy. I think they'll still give Trey Lance another opportunity. Um, just, honestly, I don't know how you can judge Trey Lance. We haven't seen him. He barely played first year. He played in that monsoon in Chicago in week one, which you can't judge a player on on that, and then got hurt week two. Um, so don't really know what Trey Lance is about. They've still got lots of great players on their team. So for me, I think 49ers probably win the division again next year. Yeah, I think for me, this is why I, this might be a controversial thing, I don't know. This is why I think Shanahan's the best coach in the league, because I think, yes, Andy Reid had all these great plays done up, and he's certainly one of the best, but if you've got Mahomes and Kelsey and, you know, all these players, I think it does help. But I think Shanahan has got the Niners to three NFC Championship games with Jimmy Garoppolo twice and Mr. Relevant. So I think if you just gave him, if you gave him Mahomes, for example, or, or like, you know, or Josh Allen, I think this team would be winning every year. I think if they can get a quarterback, I think Trey Lance, I think they have to go the next year. I think Brock Purdy is talking to him missing the whole of next season, potentially. Um, so I think if you can get him, if Trey Lance, if he comes in, doesn't get injured, and he actually proves to be what we all thought he would be, I think they're a team I think that could even make win the NFC next season. Um, Cardinals, for me, there's talk of Hopkins leaving as well, being traded. So I think the Cardinals, I do... I actually don't mind the, the hire of the head coach, but it's um, we've seen a lot of coordinators who have gone on not to do great things. So they're definitely a question mark. But I think the Rams will certainly be a team that I think everyone's healthy. I think they're a team that will be once again competitive. But before we do end the show, I'm going to give you a challenge, Freddie, which I didn't actually tell you before the episode. Very, very early predictions for next season. So I'm going to give you a chance to name all all eight division winners and the three wildcard teams from each um, conference. So AFC... First of all, AFC East. Um, who's winning that division for you? Um, safe bets the Bills, so I'll go Buffalo. And then AFC North. Um, Steelers. Okay. <laughs> if, you have, if, if you haven't made aware of this podcast, he is a Steelers fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, AFC South. Um. Yeah, uh, it's hard not to really go Jags. I'm hey. going to go after good Jags. And then finally, the AFC West. I don't want to go the same teams. <laughs> but again, how on earth can you go against... You can't go against the Chiefs, so I'm going to have to go Kansas City. Okay, well, I'm going to go Bills. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to go Bills. But I think he may lose Stefan Diggs. I'm going to go for the Mammy Dolphins. I'm going to be completely biased here. Um, <laughs> AFC North, I'm going to go for the Bengals. Yeah, um, AFC South, I do think the Titans will come back. I think now. They'll fix it, whether it be getting another wide receiver or I think I think they're a team that really should have won a division this year. And then AFC West, I think the Chiefs. Um, so then three wildcard teams on the AFC. Who are you going? No particular order. You don't have to go five, six and seven. Just name me the three teams you think will uh, make the playoffs from the AFC. Well, obviously the Bengals, because they're, they're actually my <laughs> team in the AFC North. So I'll put yeah. the Bengals in there. I think the Steelers will be a playoff team. So I'm not too bothered about that so um bengals in there um oh dear because there's broncos chargers there's also the titans as you say 
And there's also one of the AFC East, like the Dolphins or the... Mm, I'll say Chargers. And then I will say... Jets. Oh, okay. Um, I think the Chargers will be the most the most underwhelming team this season. I just think that I don't rate Kellen Moore's no C. And also I think that Brandon Staley is the biggest has the biggest hot seat of all the hot seats this season. That's a good so, point. Yeah. And I do think that he will have a Cliff Kingsby type season where it just all goes wrong and everyone knows he's gonna get fired. So I'm gonna go for the Bills, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do think they'll come back. And I do think the Jets, I think if they get a quarterback who's competent, I think they're a team that makes the playoffs for me. Um NFC East, so NFC, I should say. Name me your four division winners. So NFC East. Cowboys. NFC North. Mm, I said Vikings. NFC South. Uh Falcons. And NFC West. Uh 49ers. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Giants. Um gonna go Vikings. Gonna go Panthers. And I'm gonna go 49ers. And then your three wildcard picks. Mm, Lions, Eagles, and I'm not going to say Seahawks. I am going to say Rams. Okay. I think Rams as well. Um, I think Rams. I think Lions make it. And I think the Eagles edge the Cowboys to make that last spot. Um, but yeah, that three, is same three wildcard teams then. Oh yeah, that is, that is yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is right. Um, but yeah, that is very early predictions. We're fully aware yeah. that you know there's we've got free agency, we've got, draft, draft, draft. we've got all the random trades that go on. Anything could happen. Yeah, it's give you hopefully another one, that, another exciting off season that we had last year. Uh, but that is the end of our season review, almost like a season preview as well, if you like. But that has been it with me, myself, and Freddie Harper Davis. So thank you, Freddie, for coming on. First of all. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I've actually had a good time chatting nonsense about football for, well, about an hour and a half now in total with both conferences. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a good chat and obviously um, long off-season to come. Um, what's going to occupy your Sundays without NFL the next seven months? What kind of, do you watch other sports where you just watch non-sports? How do you spend your Sundays when it's not NFL-based? Um, they've probably switched around a bit because obviously I'm a, big Plymouth Argyle supporter so Saturdays now will be the priority and we're going for promotion at the moment so uh, those Saturdays will be my sports focus day and then Sundays will be more of a relaxed day or yeah looking at other, there's other stuff there's bas- obviously Bucks basketball um, there's other sports going on that I'll pay attention to but it's not quite the same without any uh, without any football but I'll keep myself to myself and keep keep watching games. And I don't know what you do on a Sunday now that there's no NFL or American tour for you. Yeah, I mean, my Sundays, as always, always um, until 6pm, always dominated by Premier League. Uh, so obviously I'll be sticking with that. I do want to get back into golf, um, watching golf. I used to watch it loads when I was younger. I used to watch every major. Um, but I sort of have fallen off recent years. But I think, you know, after seeing the trailer for the... the um, thing on Netflix I definitely want to try and get back into it and I've seen friends of the show Ash did a video at the um, Phoenix Open and it looked amazing I just think I do I sort of want to get back into it and basketball as well although the main reason I watch it is mainly through Steph Curry and he's injured for a few weeks so um, you know 
if, 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 if it's a game one I like, I only be watching for certain players, too many games to fully invest. So mm-hmm. if there's like a James Harden or Anthony Davis or LeBron or or Seth Curry, I normally try to switch it on. But if it's... Um, or the, um, the, the, the... You know you want to mention him, come on. <laughs> you know what it is? Like it's, I get it sometimes with footballers as well. It's like, I know they're good. I just don't get excited. It's really weird because I know Yanis is probably the best player in the league right now. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. Something about him I just can't get... You know, hype for I, I don't know what it is, but um... I get I get that we get that in the NFL, but like um Tom Brady's one where he's so good every season that actually I'm not that bothered about watching him. I watch him yeah. when he's in big games, but even even the even LeBron, I will say LeBron, it's um you know I'd much rather watch Michael Jordan tapes than LeBron, but you know he's a player I know fully well. Is like the second best, if not the best player of all time. Um, so yeah, I tend to watch certain games. I like people like Trey Young and the Mellow Ball. Um, but if you gave me, I don't know, the Sacramento Kings against the, uh, even the Clippers, but even someone like I don't know, against yeah, if it's like two teams I don't know any players or don't really, they're not very good. I tend to you know stay away from that really because that um because with the NFL you, you don't mind the stop start because it's it's a sport designed to be stop start. When you see the full flow of basketball happen, then it's a timeout. Um, same as ice hockey, I do follow ice hockey as well, um, mainly through Oilers games. But you know, I think sometimes it is hard a harder watch than than the NFL. And I won't go anywhere near baseball. <laughs> um, but we're going to end it there. I've been Andy. This has been Freddie, and we will see you guys next. Time.